guys, welcome to The Mom Voice. This is Lauren and Sarah with episode 79. Lauren, have you heard the story about the 12-year-old who took dad's SUV out for a joyride? Uh, recently? Yes, recently. No. Oh my gosh, it's the craziest story ever. This this 12-year-old kid, oh my gosh. he gets his parents' keys in the middle of the night at 1.30, gets in dad's Hyundai Santa Fe, takes off, is on the freeway, <gasps> and paramedics see the car like swerving and they think it's a drunk driver so oh they gosh. call it in long story short the police pull him over luckily nobody was hurt oh. or harmed but like crazy and the dad the craziest part of the whole story is the dad is like giving him a free pass on this what does that what does that mean a free pass like, like it's like, like he's he's defending the behavior pretty much and what? and he's saying that it's he thinks that he was feeling too cooped up during COVID and he just needed to get out some some ag- aggression and like have some fun because oh, he's been so quarantined. That is so crazy to hear that. No, see, see if reason I ask is I heard a story about a five year old ri- driving a car like two months ago. A five year old. Yeah, but he looked really old. He I didn't like hear that story. Oh my god, he was like super young and he drove a car. Oh my gosh, no. It was freaky. I was like dying when I heard the story because I'm like, what? And how, is a 12-year-old big enough to where they like reach the pedals and they can see over the dash? Like, he got on the freeway. I mean, the freeway, that's That's terrifying. That's so scary. And at 1.30 in the morning, there's nothing good happening at 1.30 in the morning on a freeway. Thank goodness they got to him first. Oh my gosh. And then I about died. Like, as a parent, if that was Tristan. I know. Like, do you lay into him? Oh, like he doesn't leave the house for a year. Right. That's like, because at 12, you know better. It's not like you're like a little naive kid doing some stupid thing thinking it's funny or totally. not even thinking it's funny thinking like oh I can drive oh, a I car got too this. I yeah. know how to you're 12 years old you know what a freeway is busy and you know people get in car accidents and die every day oh my gosh I know that's very I was scary. just like bizarre yeah and come on parents grow a pair let's go get on to your kid Absolutely. you know um okay well in this episode you guys we are going to be talking about working moms and how COVID has affected moms, essentially. I mean, we've kind of talked about it here and there throughout the whole pandemic, kind of as we've been hit in the face with these things, we've dropped it on the podcast of kind of how we're coping. But I thought it was fair to give a whole episode dedicated to how it's affected work life for us mothers. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And and work life can take so many forms when you're a mom. And it can. Like you have your full-time moms who work out of the house. You have full-time moms who work inside. You have part-time workers. You have moms who cut hair on the side for a little extra cash or they sell things. You know what I mean? And I'm sure that COVID has taken away from a lot of those things. And it doesn't also take away from like the stay-at-home mom that is this well like drowning in so many areas. But I think the question has arised like so many times, how, how are working parents doing online school? How are parents doing, if both parents are working, especially, how is remote learning happening? Like, right. how do you make that work? And there is such a sacrifice. I, I've said to Sarah a few times, I just feel like in a way, as I know, as dramatic as this sounds, my whole world has shifted. Because our day-to-day focus is not about what needs to be accomplished for the home or for me. I don't even have me time to spare. 
my whole day is now focused even more so solely around my children, their schedule, their education, and and juggling all of this has been just wild. It's so true. And that's the whole point. Like, that's a prime example. You were working yeah. part-time. I was working part-time and I've stopped working since school went back because it's yeah. summer actually I, I was surprised. I was able to maintain working, which was great. And because so many um, high schoolers were available to babysit so that I could get right. out and work. Once school went back in session, I was like double, you know, hit in the face doubly with like all my sitters are gone. I mean, I don't work enough hours to kind of hire a full-time person. Or daycare. Or daycare yeah, or anything so like expensive. that. But I now have to literally hold their hands through the day through all of their um, online learning. So it just was not possible. So yeah, I've I've not worked for a few months and I'm sure a few weeks, excuse me, a few weeks. And I'm sure that's been the case for so many. Yeah. I mean, but you I oh yeah, I'm a full time worker too. And my situation, I was working full time outside of the house. And so now cut to fall, yeah, I it's totally opposite. So now my my husband is still quote unquote, working from home. I'm now working from home full time, trying to remote learn with my daughter. And it, we just had to get very creative, very creative. And I feel like that conversation just like isn't being had in the public enough. Oh, absolutely. Of what I don't think doing. enough credit's been given to that situation, but also like, yeah, the damage it's to, doing to families. I mean, if parents are having to quit their jobs or they are having to hire, even even if like I'm, I'm so minor, like I don't even need to be considered in the working class. But if even if I had decided to hire a sitter to be with my kids, then that is a huge responsibility to put on that caregiver or sitter to do their schooling. And we mentioned too, like you can't really call upon parents or grandparents to help you because you don't want to expose them or they might be quarantining or you want to be playing it safe. It's been such an interesting dynamic and and like series of events that have all gotten us to this place and I just wanted to spend the time talking about the impact it's had on us as mom and as yeah. women and all of it because I went and looked up my stats okay and out of the entire workforce half of those are women okay wow. mm-hmm. and then a third of that has children under 18 years old Okay. Yeah. So that means that approximately eight to nine million people out there, mothers out there, are doing this right now. Uh They're trying to juggle working, providing Mm -hmm. for their family, taking care of their children, making sure their needs are being fed or met. And I mean, it's it's got it's such a mind, like it's such a hard thing. And I feel like it's gotten next to zero exposure. Yeah. Or or uh, or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like people talking about it. Recognition. Recognition yeah. that they're going through this. Oh, absolutely. And on top of that, Lauren, 40% of those working moms work in are essential service workers. Oh, so that yeah. means they're teachers, they're educators, they're health in healthcare, or right. they're in social services. I think it's also interesting because, I mean, let's be honest, even though... I mean, I, we know dads are capable. I mean, in the home, most of that ch- child, children, family responsibility still falls on mom. It so totally it really, does. the weight and the pressure is so heavy on us women right now because not only we still have to clean the house, prep the dinner, help with the homework, get them to activities, like 
it's kind of weird and almost taboo how it's some some partnerships or marriages might totally be 50-50. And I think there but, are those unicorn dads out there, okay? Right. But that is not the norm. But they're just not ingrained to think, "Oh, I'll do pick carpool today, hon. I'll leave early and do the carpool." Or, "Hey, I'm going to uh, you know, I'll or make we're out dinner of milk because we need, we need yeah, milk. Yeah, what do I need to go to the grocery yeah. store for? Like it's just still the weight of both, the dual responsibility of the home and the family, and then the job on top of that for many, many women. And just that is just so much. And now on top of that educator to be, okay, now you have to help them with their learning and da, 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 da. And I guess that's why it's so like offensive when like women came, came at us a few weeks ago about right. us just looking for a babysitter. Because I'm like, well, let's no. back up. We got pretty vocal about the school situation yeah. on social media. Right. We went to our local rally here right. for the Phoenix area. Right. Because our numbers here in Arizona, personally, we did not feel supported a full shutdown of our schools, especially where we are in the Phoenix Valley. We didn't feel like it supported the lockdown and the effect that it's having on so many. So we we did. We stepped out there. We went to rallies. We put our faces out there, and we got a lot of heat. Like yeah, the very and, next you know, day, and not a, like I mean, a lot of you were supportive, but uh, Jeff, definitely a few and far between. We got some hate comments, and man, please understand, I could care less what people totally. really think. It's yeah. not under my skin, but it is like just funny and humorous to think that people think we're seeking out education to babysit our children. We actually just had a conversation yesterday, and how we think school needs to strictly be school education, academics, like we don't even need to get into the broader scheme of like morals and values that need to be taught at school, because that's a whole nother subject. Just for the core education, things that we're just not capable of doing at home. I mean, they need to be with a teacher that can be there to support them, to tutor them, to help them along the way. And we're just not, we don't wear that hat. We are not trained in that. So as we're trying to do that, on top of keeping a family afloat, keeping us all mentally and physically healthy, and then maintain a job and a salary that may really make or break the bank for our family. Really, I mean, some people might assume a second income's a luxury, but that's not always the case. Oh, it and might in most be required. Homes, it is not the case. Right. I, I will go out there and say that because my husband and I have talked about it so much. Mm -hmm. Dual income families are almost as common as needed today. Yeah, right. And especially if you live in a state like California where it's so expensive to live. I know. You How have you to not? have dual income right. you unless not? you're a freaking millionaire. Right. So it's like there's all these decisions being made outside of our control that are having such huge impacts. And that list you just said right there, that you're the caregiver, you're the educator, you're taking care of people, and then you're trying to keep a relationship going oh, on know. top of that. Right? <laughs> and then the marriages. Oh, you How much what? have you fought with your spouse oh, no. throughout this Funny, whole freaking year? My friend, year? Scarlett, over at Made It, Ain't It, Love It, she said to me the, just a day or two ago, the stat, 40%, divorces have gone up 40% <gasps> since Corona. No, they haven't. 40 I mean, I don't know where she got that stat, but she had like it read that and it came up. And I believe it. Oh, though. I do too. 100%. I mean, and then you back onto the whole subject when we were at the rally, a really great high school teacher shared about how child abuse is up and, you know, so much. And the teachers are usually the hands to help, like, you know, find those problems and get them, you know, protected and cared oh, for. Totally. But I mean, the child abuse, the relationship. May even the spouse abandonment, abuse, guys. the abandonment. Like people I are mean, just leaving their children yes, at home yes, now. Yes, and that's a great point too. If they can't afford childcare, 
they're just leaving their kids at home to yeah. fend for themselves. Yep. Okay, log in. I don't know. We'll be Watch back. Watch YouTube all yeah, day. Yeah, I'll be back. Yep. How safe and practical is that? And then they're talking about the trafficking, that how they're just predators preying on these kids now, surfing online alone. I know. So, I mean, how anyone can point their fingers to us and say, you just want a babysitter, blows my mind. Because when I just went through that list, there are some heavy, serious factors yep. that why children need to be in school, why they need to have teachers and educators that care and are looking out for their best interest in education. Yeah. And not even further than that, but just their well-being. So it's I it's just and on top my mind. of the school matter, why this is not being talked about on all the media outlets blows my mind. Yeah. And like not to be a huge downer, but we wanted to give that preface to kind of parlay into the subject of what we've decided to do about schooling. Yeah. And as we came into the fall, I mean, where was your head at? Were you hopeful that we would be back in the classroom in July or no? Well, midsummer, I talked to my neighbors on my street who we all go to the same school. And I was like, where's everybody at? Are they pulling their kids? Are they doing homeschool? Are you doing the online school program? And we're all kind of on the same page. We're going to do the online school program. And I went with it thinking we're going to be back in school sooner than later. This is a few week trial. You know, they put this in place. We've got to give it a go. They've worked all summer on it. We're going to do this for a few weeks and then we'll be back in, in motion. Yeah. Now, little did I know every district, almost maybe to every school kind of was doing it differently and how my school specifically did it. I was really not thrilled with like, they would do three different lesson plans and then they, my kids would get off and have to navigate their own like assignments mm -hmm. and reading and kind of Almost self-taught. Yeah. yeah. And so whereas I've seen like your program, my sister's program, where the teacher's on like a Zoom for five or six hours with them. And not that I want them staring at a screen for that long, but at least they're having continual engagement. instruction, engagement, and help. Yeah. So they can ask the questions to the teacher who knows the answers. I don't always know these answers. Right. And so I was hopeful. I really was. I really thought by now that stores would be open. Our numbers in Arizona have been looking really good. And more than anything, I thought they would hear the cries of the people, of the moms and the dads yeah. and the vote, like the little surveys we keep filling out. Right. And so with my experience also, I was very hopeful until we had our outbreak. My hope like started diminishing, you yeah. know, eh, yeah. whatever. We knew we were going to be starting online too. It was fine to begin with, but I have a kindergartner and a second grader. Right. And you had to kind of swallow that of knowing your kindergartner's starting at a Online. computer. I and know. that's so and, hard. And I was working. Okay. So trying to balance him. So he's not literally ADD, but he was so ADD with this. Right. They're so like, busy. He could not stay focused on that poor Zoom call. Well, and I think with a kindergartner, especially, they're just, they're not trained to sit in even a desk no. for an hour at a he time. He has no concept so he has of no, what school he is. He has no, yes, concept to have to say, I have to sit and listen to this lady for a few hours. They, they're just not even trained to do that. At least a second, third grader, fourth grader has done that before. Yeah. They haven't. And he was like literally sitting on his head, doing handstands, right, like so course. bored. It was just such a mess. And I was yelling at him and trying to get him motivated, focused. He would distract Kate. It was just a mess. Okay. So at that point, I'm just like frantically looking for options. We get our name on a list for a charter school here, which we know is a huge hot button topic. Okay. I know. And for so long, you guys, 
we have always been committed to our districts. Mm -hmm. Always. We have have said that. We want to be at the neighborhood school. We want to be a part of the district. I had zero intention of putting my kids in a charter school. But circumstances change. Well, and and you have to make different decisions for your family. Yeah. And let's scale back for just a second. Right before school started, we had heard that this school was going to open. And it was like the only one in the Valley that had the nerve to do it, which I thought was impressive. They, they followed what they felt and they did what they thought was right. And they, and they listened to the parents. And they were listening to their students, families and parents. And, and this is what we're going to do. They got a lot of heat for it. And I had heard it and I had thought about it even up front. And so, yes. So yeah. we both enroll. Go continue And we on. went for a tour. So mm-hmm. we went together. We went for a tour. And we were extremely impressed with the safeguards and all the things that were being put in place. And just the staff and and the the energy. You could tell that they were eager to get those kids back. All the teachers were showing back up. There was no issues of boycotts or quitting or anything. Those teachers were dedicated. And that was really exciting to see since we just heard such back and forth. It was refreshing for sure. So we get on a wait list. Because we're not the only ones that thought this. So a lot of people in the Valley are checking it out and coming and coming. So there's a little bit of a wait list. So throughout the course of like, we're doing online school for two weeks or so, we do get the phone call that my Landon in kindergarten, he got accepted. And at the same day, yeah, Tristan, my fifth grader also had a spot for him. Right. And so we started the two of them. Like okay. the next day, went and bought the <laughs> uniforms and literally it was go time. It was go time. And so we jumped into it. So at this point, the two boys. Yeah, they're both there full time there. in person. He is loving it. Right. And what I mean by that is I can see such a shift Like, it's crazy, Lauren, at we went from him being in his pajamas for six months straight. Right. No joke. We went from the swimsuit to pajamas to the swimsuit to pajamas. Who knows when we're taking showers? I know. The days bleed into the nights, like all, like whatever. Where I feel like now there's some structure. There's like something to get excited about. He's bringing home his things that he works on and he's eager to show them to me. Like. All the things, all the social, emotional things that like the school gives to our children. Absolutely. I have seen it working over the past two weeks. And it's been a testament to me more than ever how important it is. Yeah. Like, yes, like the core things, like we were saying, need to happen in our home. All of those spiritual, moral lessons of life and family and all those things need to happen. But then there's also a really big key component that happens in schools. Yes. I really believe that. Yeah. No, I think they mature and they learn how to, you know, problem solve and communicate to follow each other. Rules. Follow rules. Be a part Sit of in things. that desk for an hour at a time and know how to Have handle some themselves. discipline. Yes. Absolutely. So those are things that they're only going to learn in a classroom. Oh my gosh. You know, Tristan, it's funny. I've been on the other end. It's funny because we've been at our neighborhood school for a long time. And it's a little bit of an elevated program where it's a little bit more strict. Their, their curriculum's a... Uh, you know, advanced about a year in advance or accelerated and um, they have some dress code and just some like stricter rules. And I really liked it. It's been my best option so far, but there have been things that I've kind of been resistant to and I've just missed some of the like fun and fluffy things that yeah. elementary school should have. Yeah. So it's been in the back of my mind eating at me for oh, yeah. years. We, and, years. And let's say disclaimer, we have had personal conversations, the two of us, about making a change for years for years we have talked about it for me I have drugged my feet and just the fear of 
the change, the change for my kids to have to start over, make new friends, to drive somewhere and not have the bus stop in my front yard, to be distant from the neighbors, like separated from the neighbors. Those, all those factors were constantly gnawing at me. But in my gut, like I always just knew, I don't know if this school is really the full circle, the full meeting all your needs, all my needs. Yeah, exactly. So now here's Corona and this wild year and a year of full of changes. And this opportunity of this other charter school opens up. And I've been interested. I actually toured it years ago when it opened and it's been on my radar. And so when he got the call, I said, this is our time. This is our time to try it out. Hey, I don't know what the future holds and it may not pan out exactly the way I am. This is not me running away from online. But this is an option that right now, today, I see best fit for my family. And you asked Tristan. Oh, you and got I him did. involved. And, oh, he, he was very involved he in was this decision. Very so adamant. say that. And he talk was about very that. adamant about yeah, going. Very. He like to the point he cried, like, wait, you I want to go. Yeah. Let me go. And you're not to giving school. yourself enough credit. Lauren like really drug her feet on the whole thing oh. after being accepted. No, but you really struggled. I, yeah, big it really time. was it really was. And it yeah, came it, down to Tristan. It, it's crazy. The, that whole week, I'll be just honest, I literally stressed myself out mega. And I cried a few times because I just knew moving schools was going to be ultimately a big picture thing. But even just the day-to-day right now, what we're living, it was going to be the best thing. And, I, and Tristan wanted to be in school. He oh, wanted yeah. to go. He wanted to go. He knew one boy there, but he knew he would make new friends. He was eager to go. And he, he just went running. And... We are so sad because we have three second graders as Sarah's one and my twins, and they're still waitlisted and they just have yeah. to watch their siblings go to school. And that is a true testament right there. They're all just so eager to go back. Yeah. It's not, oh, like I, I, my mom can't do this or what. I, it's just, they're eager to be back and what they know and school, yeah. look forward to school and look forward to friends and look forward to learning and projects and assemblies and the things that they know and yeah. they've come to miss. And it Did makes we ever your childhood. Think that day yeah. Yes, makes a childhood. Would, yeah. do, would it ever come to the day that they're begging to go to school? No. But we're there. I know. They're begging to go. So, I mean, that's where we're at. And, you know, I've even, the online program for us has been working, not been working thus far for us. So I recently just pulled the twins out. Yeah. And they're now in a homeschool program. It's a program of 10 kids led by a te- trained teacher mom. Right. Right. That has to do a training. It's called Prenda. And I don't know. I think actually it might just be an Arizona-based oh. homeschool program. Okay. But um, it's been really good for them so far. They go for four hours a day and they're with other kids and another woman teaching them. Right. And I think that's doing huge progress for us. I think it's much more healthy for us. They're feeling a little more fulfilled and happy and they're more, you know, disciplined and obedient to this teacher, whereas I don't have to get after them and yell and get frustrated and literally, uh, literally ruin my day. It just puts us in the worst place Mm -hmm. and nothing is getting really learned, I feel like. I feel like they're still just kind of just busy work online and they're just not getting what they need right now. Yeah. So again, this may not be forever. But for right now and for today and for tomorrow, this is what's going to be best for us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been working really good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because like like we talked about, so that when I'm home doing school with Kate, now that I can focus on it's her. It's one-on-one. That's It's huge. one-on-one. Yes. And I, I don't have to try and do both. I don't have right. to try and do Landon and her. It's been working fine. And my Kate has been a very 
um, eager learner and she's mm-hmm. very compliant and she doesn't fight back on things. And so that's made it very, very helpful. Whereas Landon, it was me. It was me yelling at him every single day. Get back in there. Get back in there. Pay attention. Get online. Yeah, get online. Right. And like now that dynamic has been taken away. And, so it's and much I'm more, so grateful yes. because I don't want that. Oh, I don't no. want to constantly be bad cop. Oh, absolutely. Like, we don't, it's and, so damaging. And I don't want to do that. And not to mention you're kind of tied down for the bulk of the day. So it's not even like you can kind of be like, okay, let's get some air and get out and go to the park or go swimming. You're really tied down for yeah, the bulk are. of the day. Yeah. So it's not, I mean, and then it's just drug out and then you're just all burnt out by the end of the day yeah. and then it's trying to move on and get ready for dinner and dad and it's it's just a lot it's so much and I know some people will probably say even to what I just said oh you're you're quitting you're lazy you don't want to be you don't want to be the babysitter but it just like I feel like my twins fed off of each other and then the whole concept of it was on and off on and off learning they mm-hmm. get on and then sign off and have to do their own stuff and it this self-guided it stuff just was work. just on me and they just weren't responding to me and it wasn't working. Right. It wasn't yeah. working. No, totally. So I want to say too, like to all the educators and the teachers out there, like my heart has just gone out to them in yeah. so many ways. I feel like I'm, I, it's hard because like even Landon's online kindergarten teacher, I right. loved her. Yeah. And we I had really saw good teachers her, too. I saw her through the screen trying so hard. So hard. Like she was the 60 year old woman, like sh- having problems with the stuff, trying to get their attention. Like I know she was trying so hard and I am so grateful to her. And do I feel bad that I pulled him from that situation? Yeah, I feel bad about it. But like there is no ideal situation oh, here. Oh, absolutely. And like we are where we are now. You know what I mean? Like it is what it is. And I just wanted to say to the teachers, the educators, I know, I know this is like so hard. And you guys are warriors and I know you're trying. To my teachers in Texas who I keep up with, I see that they are literally teaching in person and online at the same time. That's what? so wild. Yeah. How are they doing that? Right, right. And then they have their own children on top of it, Lauren. Oh my gosh. And so I'm just right. like, how are they doing this? Oh, and so I know. My heart just goes out to all of all of it. All the moms, all the teachers. It's such a crappy situation that we have found ourselves in. And I guess our point is you just have to find what works for you and your family. Yeah. And and own it and not feel bad about I it. I would like to just really quick add on to you too, because our teachers it was no effect, uh, you know, no results of them. They yeah. were trying so hard and I really liked him actually. And that was why I was like, oh, do I want to make this move? Because when they do go in person, they can go see them and it'll yeah. be so good. Tristan had got the teacher he really wanted. And so that you can see them trying and their patience and they're just putting so much effort and work into it. And I know that and I appreciate them too. If anything, this is showing us not to be like, this is showing us, how much of an essential worker teachers are. They're essential to our future. They're essential to our families, to our children. I mean, we've been supporting teachers for months and years now. Even here in Arizona, last year they had a protest that teachers need to be paid more. And they do. They're so vital to our community. It's like huge. That's right. I totally forgot about that. And in no way do we want this to like be any conversation like we don't appreciate or value our teachers teachers. obviously we do we do and I guess we just wanted to say like 
to any mom out there who's struggling. Like we, we get it. And I think the judgment too, like we just have to be careful when we're like looking at our friends or our mothers or just people we know are online that we're kind of judging what they're doing. We just don't know behind closed doors. We just don't know what they're dealing with, what they're coping with. If it's the financial end, the emotional end, it, and and literally we, us and our friends just talk about so much on like what a mental roller coaster this is. Dude. We have all had some serious dark days, and um, I mean even my sisters, my sister in laws, it's some of the most chipper like positive people that I know oh, have yeah. just really been turned upside down. Where it just takes such a toll. All of this, all of it does. So I mean, try to like open your eyes and hearts to everybody that's going through. This I know it's now like kind of not so much like are you getting sick are you quarantining now it's this like school dynamic and the school conversation but it's just all the same and we just have to be kind to each other we totally do and when you're having a good day reach out to that yes she's having the bad day when you can carry someone go and reach out because it's like because it's like we all take our turns of like the bad times and the bad days and then we all can kind of be your brother's keeper I will say yeah. I will say this week with just the changes into this homeschool program, I can finally feel like I have come up for a breath of air. Like, and I tell can me breathe. what you said on our Marco Polo that you said you felt. How, it, how were you feeling when you heard some moms saying how hard they were having it this week? I don't know. Tell me. I forget what I said. You said you felt guilty. Oh, yeah, you were, yeah, your yeah, feelings yeah. of feeling a little guilty. Oh, well, this is a prime example. I got on Marco Polo yesterday. Because my kids are at the homeschool program. My, my youngest has been in preschool. And that's just like an at-home like preschool fund. He's thing. always been yeah, always signed been up preschool. for it. And then Tristan's at um, this charter school. So I literally had, for the first time in like, what, six months? Like, oh, no, we're probably on to like, what, eight months eight now? Months? We keep saying I, six months. I had like a designated free time where I wasn't paying someone to have my kids. They were all being somewhere. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I jump on Marco Polo to my sister-in-law's. <laughs> and I was talking to them and my sister-in-law was like, yeah, that's what life used to be when I had makeup on and I, I was chipper and, and I, I didn't yeah. hate everyone. Yeah. And I was like, I, I literally did feel guilty. Like I was like, cause I was kind of like, oh my gosh, this is a little pick me up this morning. And I do kind of feel guilty because I'm like, but I also have to go out and I got to do something. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not like a big doer, but I'm kind of a doer and I've got you to, make, are a doer. I've got to make the best of my situation and I'm just going to find what works for me. And, and I encourage every single mom to do the same. Absolutely. If you, it is not working for you, then do something else. Know your options. There's know your options. If it's a homeschool program, if it's paying for a curriculum and you do it yourself, if it's holding out for the district. I mean. Yeah, I agree. And, and my frustration all along with the whole thing is I feel like back in March, April, what we were sold by the government, the media, everything. Why we were locking it all down, why we were shutting it down is we were going to slow the spread. So my point is, if we have the resources to take care of our sick, and I think we do from what I read, what are we waiting on? What's the deal? You know what I mean? So oh, you know what the deal is. No, I'm not talking yeah. about it. We're not going there. <laughs> we're not going there. Well, and you know what? I saw someone, it, it, like um, some graffiti, like whatever, and it said, are we waiting? When, someone posted it. It said, are we waiting for things to return normal or are we ready for something different? And I think people get it wrong when we say we want normalcy. 
we want normalcy like in our homes. Are there changes to be made in this country and things like this whole year has like stirred up like a whole thing of things. And are there changes necessary and growth that we need to make as people and as a country? One billion percent. And I think we all can step back and reflect that. But when we say we want normalcy, we want to go to the park and have playdates with our kids. We want to be able to have kids get on the bus and go to school and come home with their projects and pictures. We want dad to be able to work, mom to be able to go to work, us to go to the gym and exercise and get the natural health and endorphins that we need to feel normal again. That's what we're looking for. Do any of these movements and these ideas and these elections, do those things? Yeah, that's going to happen. It's going to come. But like, we just need our like families to resume to some normalcy. We want to go to church. We want to go to church with our fellow people and feel good. Those are things that have been taken from us. And we've all, you're right, we've all paid our dues. Like we've, we've done it. We've paid our dues. And, so we're ready. And my point And I'm ready for this, that risk too yeah, that's and, involved with that. And we are taking a risk by putting our voices out there oh, and saying yeah. this right now. But I literally don't give a you know what. I'm literally to that point. Like yeah. I'm, I'm to the point where I feel like I, I need to speak my truth, too. Right. I feel like we Why do we have a platform. Do that? Right. We're not allowed to speak our truth. We're right. not allowed to say as mom, this is hard as hell. This, yeah. this sucks. So like, hard. you're not allowed to say that because you're killing grandma when you say that, right? right. So, like, I, I don't even care anymore. Yeah. I'm putting it out there, and I don't even care because I feel like if you don't tell your truth and you just so slowly die inside and, and you're so lonely and mentally depressed and your anxiety and all the stuff... That's so damaging for so long on so many levels. Like you pay taxes, you pay all the taxes. You you're a citizen of this country too. Like let your voice be known. Yep. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Show up to the meetings, show up to the the district meetings, do your thing. And that's I mean that's what I have to say about it. I don't know. And I guess the sad part of all of this is like we are going into an election and the really crappy part about it, Lauren, that I heard and I really think is going to be the case is it's not even going to be over on election night because of all the mail-in ballots that are going to be happening. Oh. We we might not even know the winner for a month out. Oh my gosh, like, that will be hanging by a thread. Like, can we oh. all just drag drag it through the mud like into longer? Christmas? Oh. No, oh my no, gosh. you don't get to take Christmas from us. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't. I mean, you're probably going to take Halloween, but you don't get Christmas. None of you, no. Biden, Trump, fools, I Fauci. I don't f you all. No, I'm just kidding. Edit that. Edit that. Out. Stop it. I love it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, no. Oh my god. No, normal is yeah, what is normal? It's so true. I but I will word. let's close on. I think as women and as mothers, we just have to use our voices. Yeah. We are the mom voice here. And you have to use whatever platform it is. And even if it's just local community speaking up for the school or the church, or if you want to get politically involved, whatever. But I think it now is a time that you can't just hide and feel, like you said, emotionally drained no. and damaged from all this. No. We have to rise up and use our voices, and in a positive way. I mean, we all, at the end of the day, if you have a soul or a heart, you want the best for your family and your country. And so this is our time, and I think it's just like a crazy, crazy time. But I think we're also all getting to a stage of like, 
we're processing this. We see what this means. And like now it's just like, yes, let's go. As a mom, I think sometimes we can get so like insecure, um, beat down because we're just around kids all day and we're watching Paw Patrol and like maybe we don't feel like we're up on the news and we don't know like what's happening that second and we don't feel like we can speak up because we don't know. But you know your truth. You know yeah. what's happening inside your four walls. You know how your husband's struggling or how his work has been affected or you know, you yeah. know your truth. And so that's what we are encouraging you to do is just find what works for you like find options. There right. are options. This Prenda thing that you found, you're not even paying for it, right? Right. No, it is. It's funded by the government, actually. Yeah. Um, and so... So there are creative options. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. There are creative options. And not to say that you cannot go back to your district when things oh, settle right. down sure. and all the things. And we're not even encouraging you to do that. But what we're saying is get involved, have a voice, and be kind to each other. All right. Preach over. I know. Drop the mic. Drop that mic. Kick this thing out of my way. No, I'm just kidding. Holy crap. Holy cow, guys. If you're still with us, let's hit our, do our hit and miss. (laughs) What's your, oh my gosh. Okay, what's your hit, Lauren? Okay, my hit. Look at me. I always get so, oh yeah. My hit, and I kind of touched on this last week, but I am back at the gym. And it actually is super exciting. Our gym opened up probably about, I don't know, 10 days ago. You do have to wear a mask. And what do you mean opened up? Like you can walk in the door free- well, it was willy closed. nilly? No, I know. But like anybody can go. Like, do you have to have an appointment? Yeah, yeah. Or oh, oh, I'm sorry. What yes, is- you do have to have a reservation. A reservation. you do have to wear a mask. Okay. So there is some still annoying factors about it. But I think everyone's just so eager to kind of get back to their routine and active. And I am too. Like I... At the beginning of this year, do you guys remember? I think I even said on the mom voice, I was going to run a, a half marathon. No, you didn't. Did, you, yes, did I did. Did you? Do you remember? I no, said that. No, I don't. I remember I wanted to do the Phoenix um, half. No. Yes, I did. I, I don't remember that She's like, yeah, right, all. Lauren, you'll never do that. No, I did say that. I did say it in January, February, because I knew people that did it, and I go, that will be the accomplishment of my life. I'm going to do it next oh year. Oh, my gosh. And then Corona hit literally a month later, and I was like, Wah. Yeah, right. And so I, the gym closed down anyways. So not th- that's not happening. That goal has to be, you know, debunked for until next year. Move we gotta on. Do it. Moving on. That's not happening in six months. New dreams. And so, <laughs> no, but I am just eager to get fit and active again. Like, I, it's funny how, what a good groove I was in, and then it was gone and now it's back so I'm back at the oh, gym that's so fun I'm excited. Yeah. I mean do you feel like you were a sweaty mess under that mask oh, yeah yes I'm wearing could the you hospital, breathe I'm wearing the hospital masks where I just feel like they just are like bigger on my face and they're more breathable but like again I said heaven help me if I just keep breaking out and then also um I'm so out of shape it's like not even funny so that's going to be an interesting and one, too. And she trails off when yeah. she says and I like sweaty mess just because I'm like, one mile? I got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Stop. That's so funny. Okay. Well, my hit, it's kind of a throwback. It happened back in August, but I've been wanting to share and I want... Yeah, I wanted to give you the gift idea in case you might be having a birthday or even for Christmas or something like that. So my mom recently had a birthday and I was just really happy and kind of proud of the gift I thought for her. Yeah. It was a canvas painting of Jesus Christ and like the Savior. 
holding a child and it was just like super touching and it was framed and really nice. And my mom is so hard to buy for. Dixie, I know you're listening and I know you're nodding your head like, no, I'm not. But you so are. Like <laughs> yes. She just gets everything. She, I mean, she goes and buys like right, I do too. I know, right. We exactly. all do it. I feel like she's so hard to like really impress, you know, and I think it really touched her and I wanted something that she could look at and think of us and think of me and yeah, and she really liked it. So maybe a good idea is like a thoughtful piece of artwork for somebody. I love that. I feel like I never really think about that, but something that will last and maybe Want every now and then you invest a little bit, and I love that. Yeah. That's a great idea. It was a good one. So I'll share a picture of it if you want. I love it. Perfect. Okay. What is your miss of the week? My miss, and I I won't use names because you know Uh-oh. don't want to throw them under the bus. But one of my children. Oh no. <laughs> one of my children. Oh my gosh! I could just scream this week. I swear. The only time he talked to me is when he wanted something, <gasps> and not just like want like. Hey, mom, can you make me a turkey sandwich? It's like, hey, mom, I want piano lessons. And then we also need to buy a piano so I can play it. And I'm like, what? Or like, hey, mom, I need new Nike cleats because, you know, you bought him one, my, my other son some. So you got to buy me some. Oh, and no. it's just on and on and on. Like the I want, I want the newest. Mom, I want an iPhone. When do I get an iPhone? Oh. I want an iPhone. He'll, he'll text me from his gizmo, which I think is plenty. Have you thought about a phone? We're going to have a phone, Mom. Oh I'm like, dude, so you probably know who I'm talking about. Slow your roll, dude, okay? slow your roll. I literally texted him on the gizmo. Let's see if you can talk to me today without the starting line I want, okay? Like, you're really ticking me off. I'm like, George, what? where did we go wrong? Like, what's <laughs> happening? It's literally, and even weird things, like the piano lessons, like every day about the piano lessons, and then the insisting that we need a piano too, so he can have piano lessons. What? I'm like, I'm not buying a piano tomorrow, dude. He's like, oh, but we can't, can't, how am I going to practice? I'm like, I haven't even signed you up yet. And he's like, well, I need a piano too. I'm not playing on a keyboard. Like literally, I'm like, dude, I'm going to kill you. Like you do plenty. You have lots. Like stop. And oh, oh I can't even like make the list of stuff. Oh like, my gosh, mom, I'm dying. And then he, he messages me from school. Mom, come pick me up and take me to lunch. Can you take me to lunch today? Yeah. I'm like, no, I can't. Yeah. Why don't like, you approach it a little bit different? Like, mom, I miss you. Uh, why don't we amen, spend some time girl. together? Or I just said, how about you just don't ask me for one day for one thing? And then maybe I'll be like inclined to be like, yeah, let's grab lunch today. I'll, I'll pull you out for lunch. Oh. He is killing me. Like, I'm like, uh, I, I just don't even, I'm like speechless. I'm like, I don't even know what to say to you. Like, this is real. Go talk to your Don't dad. talk anymore. Like, zip your lips. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Oh, I love that child of yours. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, Okay, well, my miss of the week is kind of twofold. Um, I have Luke. He started preschool also recently. And I swear since he started preschool, he has like reverted or regressed back to baby. And in what way? Oh, it's crazy. So he is baby talking. Oh, no, he's like not. mama, baba. Baba, dad, mama, mama. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. Hold me, hold me. And he's a good talker, you guys. Crystal clear talker. Oh, kid, that's funny. The kid can swim the length of the pool. Like, he's a big boy. Like, not really, but he is, you know. Right. He's three and a half. And this week, no joke, girl, It during bath time, he's pooped in the bathtub. Oh, no. Yep. 
turds in the water that oh. I'm having to fish out. Gross. You know what I mean? Yep. And he has peed in his bed twice now. And he's never done it. Oh, that's And I swear he's acting out. I swear he is. And I'm just like, Luke, why? Why are we doing this? And he oh. goes pee before bed, like all the stuff. And then when I go to get him in the morning, I'm like, oh, no. He's like, ah. Oh. And baby talk. Baby talk. And I'm like, no. That is so interesting. I've never had a child do this. Oh, my gosh. He's ever. playing baby. Yeah, he's, he's like, like mm-hmm. he'll hold his blankie and be like, ba-ba, ba-ba. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't you try and be cute and look at me with those puppy dog eyes. No, oh my no, gosh, no. Doesn't Luke. work here. No. Get it together, son. No. That it's, is so funny. I mean, I'm I'm being super patient with it and like taking it, it in will stride. Pass, right. Oh, yeah, I know it yeah. will. And the timing of it, it has to be just starting school and stuff. Right. But like he likes going to preschool. He's like enjoyed it and he's super happy every time we go and pick him up. But it's like some kind of mental thing, I guess. I have no idea. But yeah, I'm kind of rolling oh my with gosh, it. Girl. I'm like, oh, I'll get my baby for a little bit longer. Yeah. yeah I guess. Yeah. Let's get some cuddles. So. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. All right, guys. Well, that'll do us for this episode. Sorry it was a bit of a rant sesh. No, we do that sometimes. Just some things <laughs> we've had on our minds. We do. Some steam we have to blow yeah, off. Yeah, I guess we do. That's right. Um, but anyway, we will be back every Monday. If you like what you hear, please share us with your friends and go leave us a rating and a review wherever you listen. And if you don't mind, maybe share us on social media. We would really appreciate yeah. it. You can find us and tag us at the Mom Voice Podcast. And anything else, Lauren? No, just be good to each other. She she's dazed, guys. Dazed and confused. She's tired. All right, guys. (laughs) We will see you soon. Take care of each other. Bye.